Welcome back to Chunk for Time. Thomas McClure here, joined by Pastor Ben and our preaching intern Jacob. Ready to dive into this Sunday morning again yesterday. And whatever order those words were supposed yeah, to be. I was say, this Sunday morning again yesterday. This I Sunday like morning it. again yesterday. You know, this uh, is coming from someone who never <laughs> stumbles over words never. or says the wrong word trying to say something else mm. ever. At yeah, all. I'd be intrigued to see how many people picked up on that. So I, that was one of the things that I enjoyed was, <laughs> but you did it so well if you just went straight on through. In fact, I think it was just after you talked about how Paul made up a word. Um, I think you're right. You, you know, you were talking about how Paul made up a word, um, uh, which was what the we've uns- translated. Yeah. Unsearchable. Unsearchable. Yeah. And then instead of the word anecdote, you used the word antidote. <laughs> no, which, did he really? Yeah, yeah, you didn't catch it. No. But it was so fast. It was great. So, but listen, it wasn't a made-up word. It was just the wrong that's, word. That's true. And it was like a letter. All right, it was like yeah, a letter. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, it's I'm, going, I'm going to find a way to justify. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the gospel is the antidote to so many things. You know? <laughs> that it is. Um, that, see, that's what I was exactly <laughs> going to say right there. Like, it, I, really. <laughs> well, anyway, before we get into that, any exciting stuff go on over the weekend as I hit my ring off the table yeah, just, and make loud noises? Plank. Let's here we'll set yeah. coffee cups down. Let's yeah, just go. go ahead and do some stuff here. I graduated. Yes, hey. Jacob graduated. Congratulations. Yes, Still sir. not done here though. Yeah, like <laughs> the grind continues. Welcome to real life. Yeah. It's uh it's not real fun most of the time. You're gonna love it. <laughs> but that that was nice. Uh Man, my professors, I think they would smile at me. Like, that was wild. Um, and I moved into an apartment. Oh, sweet. Oh, so, yeah. You moved in with your... What happened with your friend who... To- okay, so, like, I'm not going to take up too much time, but I have to tell you about this. I'm going to vent. Um, this go. man, uh, he's going to move in, like, one month after I leave my apartment, but he had all his stuff moved into his dorm room. So he's like, okay, I'll just transfer it to the apartment before leaving KCU. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll help you out. But what he did is he's like, by the way, I have a 600-pound piano that we're just going to carry up the riggedy old wooden KCU apartment stairs. I'm like, okay, great. I I guess God sent me here for a reason, and that's what we did. And, you know, three three more hours of moving other stuff. Do do, do you ever have any of those dolls that you like, it's got the pull cord on the back? And you just pull, oh, and yeah. then whatever's supposed to say or whatever's supposed to do, that's yeah, what happens. Yeah. Like, there's a snake that's in my boots. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what, what happened, happened with Jacob, right? He mm-hmm. was just sitting there all nice and calm talking about graduation. Thomas pulled the cord, man, and yeah. Jacob just went yeah. sideways on us. Right yeah, well, so he came into the office. Was it just after you had finished helping him move, or was it just before you'd, you were about to help him move? Yeah, so I was just supposed to, like, look in the apartment, see what utilities they had, um, and... He was there for whatever reason, and well, I told you the reason. And he's like, I, I, I just offered the help, like, yeah, I could help you out. And he's like, by the way, I have a piano. I'm like, great. Uh, see, I, I fall into that trap all the time of being like, yeah, sure, I'll help. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, this is the rest of my day. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so I brought it on myself, and I'm glad to help, but also, like, dude, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> So that was Jacob's weekend. Yeah, Ben. I, yeah. Extremely uneventful, apparently, uh, in relation right. in, in comparison to that. So yeah, it was just a decent, relaxing weekend. Had a few yeah. things going here and there, but but overall, it was, it was nice. Yeah, it was we good. had a, uh, obviously a Mother's Day. So yeah. happy Mother's Day. Yeah. After the fact, to everybody listening, any mothers listening, um, yeah, I, I thought Sunday went really well. It was a really, it was a great morning. I feel like everyone 
There's a lot of people there. Yeah, the most we've uh, had. Again. Was it? Yeah. Nice. Yep. That's, that's uh, since pre-COVID, before COVID. Yeah. Uh, that's the most that's that we've had. A bit of a... I mean, we, I was up in the balcony, and but even just the volume of hearing everyone singing mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, so yeah, it just felt like a really nice morning. And so many people hanging about afterwards, taking pictures, yep. all that kind of stuff was really nice. Um, but yeah, we were diving into Ephesians 3 again, continuing our Ephesians study. Yeah. Um, verses 7 through 13, Yes, I believe. Yep. Nice. I got it right. <laughs> Jacob, do you want to give us a read of that? Yes, sir. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am the least of the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the ministry, the uh, administration of this mystery, which for age past was kept hidden by God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purposes that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for which are your glory. Yeah. Um, so your primary focus on this one for Sunday was the word gospel, mm-hmm. right? You kind of focused in a lot on that one. You actually started with um, debunking our modern uh, English view of that word. Yeah, that right? it's a sacred word right, almost. That it's specific yeah. to It was very secular, yeah. very secular in the Greco-Roman culture. Yeah, and you gave an example of like a, was it a feast. Yeah. As we were talking uh, about, you know. Somebody talked about food beforehand. Yeah, that was Brit. Yeah, yeah. Brit talking about dinner. Yeah, you know, sharing the good news that we're going to have dinner would be yeah. a gospel. It's a gospel. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what that word meant. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny because we do think of, yeah, it's funny how we take words and we think, oh, it's this special mm-hmm. thing, but it's actually yeah. a very colloquialized phrase. It's just like a normal thing yeah. and kind of culturally relevant and uh, but yeah, so the whole the whole focus was primarily in around the gospel, and you hopped around a few different passages as well. Um, do you want to talk about those a little bit? Which ones we got into? Well, that's yeah. We just a just a quick recap here. You know, we we really broke this down. Um, we we were very true in a sense, in one sense of exposition yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and then we were really. We were still true in exposition, but we weren't in depth exposition because mm-hmm. there's there's so much, so much that that we could have drilled down on mm-hmm. in this passage. But really, we we looked at the word gospel because in verse six, you know, Paul says that all of this is impossible without mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, none mm-hmm. of this, everything that he's talked about up until this point is impossible without the gospel. Uh, so we looked at that, but then you know. Paul talks about this gospel, but then he talks about grace, and he really starts hammering home some facts and some attributes mm-hmm. and results of grace. And in verse seven and eight, uh, you know, we see that really grace does a couple things: it humbles us and it empowers us. Mm-hmm. You know, we see Paul talk, talking about I am the least of the saints. Um, right. You know, and that's just that, that's not a statement of false piety. Right. You know, of of just this kind of passing it along. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a real statement 
Paul, that's a theme of his writings and all of his letters. He has this recognition of how undeserving he is of the grace that God has given him. Right. Uh, he recognizes that as the God is the source of grace, that he's undeserving of it. But then we also see him making the claim of, you know, just preaching the gospel, just declaring the gospel consistently mm-hmm. and constantly. Um, and that, you know, it empowers us too. So God's grace is going to humble us, but it's mm-hmm. also going to empower us. Yeah, you said something actually yesterday morning about Paul in that vein that I, I'd be intrigued to know if it made anybody uncomfortable. Okay. Um, which was, uh, you, you, well, you called him a terrorist. Yeah. Um, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially, which I think is fantastic, and I completely agree. Um, but obviously, you know, here, that that word carries such weight, mm-hmm. and we don't like to associate that with one of our heroes. Yeah. You know, so I'd be really intrigued to hear people's thoughts on how that made you feel to recognize that the one responsible for persecuting and killing off the church mm-hmm. became the leader Yeah, uh, in so many ways. I mean, it's the modern day equivalent of the leader of ISIS mm-hmm. becoming the biggest apologetics yeah. teacher in well, the world. You the know? one thing that we're incredibly guilty of is we tend to, for especially biblical characters and mm-hmm. people of faith that we look right. up to, um, and, you know, Paul, I mean, how much more capital A apostle does it get mm-hmm. than, <laughs> than mm-hmm. Paul? You know, um, we tend to distance their depravity right. from mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, and we, we tend to really put into focus, make a big deal out of the works that they did, the things right. that they did, the, the, what God did through them, what they wrote, what they believed, what they did after conversion that we sometimes whitewash a little bit of their state of depravity beforehand Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was paul's state beforehand he was terrorizing the early church killing persecuting Mm -hmm. torturing christians and followers of jesus christ in the name of god he was a religious zealot Mm -hmm. which if we're defining terrorism in modern day terms they're in the name of the god that they serve they are persecuting what they believe to be Christians and Christian nations. Right. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can see that actually in pretty much all of the big major biblical characters. You, you know, you got, um, you got like Moses was kind of a bit of a coward and, mm-hmm. and a killer. <laughs> yeah. And um, you got David was an adulterer and a killer and had too many wives. Um, <laughs> Solomon, same yeah. problem. Uh, you got Noah, some sketchy stuff happened in the tent. Like, you know, they're all messed up in like so many ways, but we, we sort of deify them. Yeah. Whereas actually the whole point of the Bible is to point out that they're broken and flawed people, yeah. but the deity does something yeah. with that, you know, um, which should bring us some hope I would whenever hope we so. realize how yeah. messed up we are. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, at least I'm not too far removed from <laughs> the heroes of old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted your recap there oh it's a well listen i kind of went into a little diatribe there myself so (laughs) uh, no but i mean you know and then we see for the remainder of the passage paul is just kind of talking about how this gospel is kind of breaks down a little bit Mm -hmm. and is kind of played out and you know you can you can go back to uh, listen to our sermon tomorrow or tomorrow yeah listen to our sermon tomorrow uh you know listen to our sermon from yesterday and but it's he talks about the uh the unsearchable riches you know this proclamation of the gospel he talks about the revelation of the gospel uh, which christ you know spoiler alert christ has always been the plan Mm -hmm. 
you know that, that God's eternal purpose was revealed and fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's just it's always been the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, really, kind of the the last section of it there is Paul talking about the church as the conduit mm-hmm. of it that the manifold wisdom of God is made visible, is made known through the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's kind of the way that we broke this section down. We, we kind of joked on so on Tuesdays we do what we call theological quipping quipping which is just a sort fun of, word yeah, yeah we sort of chat through the passages either for Sunday morning or for youth um, or other things that are going on uh, and that was one of the verses that we you were kind of just like yeah I don't think we're going to have time to get, <laughs> get yeah, into that yeah, yeah. it's verse 10 which what a rabbit hole that you can get into of uh, his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known that's great to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms it's like okay where are we going yeah yeah so let's just let's put a very generic bow on that and let's just say that through the church the manifold wisdom of god is made known everywhere right in all realms to all things everywhere Mm. not only the physical that we see but also the spiritual that we don't see right right Um, and i don't know if you mentioned this on tuesday or on sunday they kind of blur together, but um, I talk a lot. You, <laughs> you mentioned about how the angels look upon salvation. Where's that passage again? They look upon it jealously or something. Am I making this up? No, 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 no. Okay, I, I can't recall exactly right off, but yeah, the, it is. It is described as. Google. Google. What, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep rambling aimlessly while, uh, while Jacob up. looks and make it seem just real seamless, like yeah, he was seamless. right on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it the angels look upon salvation okay so <laughs> or you just interrupt perfect the- right there segwayed <laughs> right into that beautiful seamless um first peter 1 12 it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that how they have now been told you by those who have been preached the gospel to you by the holy spirit set from heaven even the angels long to look into these things yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's so cool and just a little side note, um, the passage is not telling us that we command angels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, can we just can we just throw that out there? It's, they're not yeah. ours to command. They're they're gods. Yeah. Yeah. Say law. Peter writes in such a confusing way. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So land, landing there in the last couple of verses as well. Uh, according to his eternal purpose, he sort of got us to repeat the word eternity or eternal yeah um that's something that i can never get my head around i don't think we're supposed to get our head around no is the idea of eternity but um yeah the thought of this god knowing this from eternity past to eternity future just i mean it's mind-blowing yeah I i mean as if you try to sit and think about either eternity past or eternity future at some point our finite minds there's like a brick wall that hits there Yep. At some point, it's like, you know, and that's kind of the what Paul was talking about—the unsearchable riches. Right. There's things it's it's just not for us to understand. Mm-hmm. It's just not, and that yeah. doesn't disqualify the fact that we need to search God. Yeah. We need to dive deep. We need to really seek Him. Mm-hmm. But there, like we talked about yesterday, there has to be a faith element. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be a faith element. Yeah. So. But I'd be, I'd be interested to hear what what were a couple things that stood out to you guys. Yeah, Jacob, you got anything there? Um, yeah, that that comment you made like 
60% through your sermon. Christians are known more for what they are against than what they are for. And, oh goodness, I, I, I visit Reddit a lot, and it's just, it's so painful. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, no, dude, stop doing that. That's just, come on, can't you present Christianity in a more conducive way? Yeah, well, and I think that, I think that's an unfortunate truth. Yeah. I think that we are known, the capital C church, especially yeah. the American church, we'll, we'll just target that in particular. Right. I think that we are far more known for what we're against than what yeah. we're for. And as I stated yesterday, I don't want anyone to think that when I make statements like that or I, I articulate that thought a little bit further out like I did yesterday, I don't want anybody thinking that I am discouraging us from voicing Mm-hmm. what we're against right. Right. Um, because we're not mm-hmm. but when that becomes our primary I think I said something to the effect of when our voices are louder proclaiming what we're against than the volume of us speaking about what we're for then our mm-hmm. message is wrong we're, yeah. you know, we, we need a volume adjustment there right. so that's yeah. what that statement you know, was really meant for Yeah, and it's, and it's one of those things as well I mean <clears throat> especially media wise pick up so much faster on the controversial, mm-hmm. negative stuff oh, yeah. that we say. That's clickbait, and, man. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, that's the stuff they're going to pick up on, so we just have to be so careful at how we articulate what we're saying uh, in a way that is not lying. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't shy away from what the, what the Bible says and biblical mm-hmm. truths, but we also can't be... You went on a... On a a healthy tangent as well on... Um, <laughs> I like the way you qualified yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. There was healthy about how our enemy is not flesh and blood. Yeah. Right, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and these things kind of go hand in hand when we're talking about what we're against. Um, we we can't say, I'm against this individual because they think this. It's like, no, I'm against the 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 forces that are that drive this mm-hmm. yes. this belief system yes. that I believe to be anti-biblical. Yeah. You know, no, just like, look at the twelve disciples. They are they are a colorful lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, zealots and all all kinds of different people. Yeah. Fishermen. Yeah, and it's really hard to draw that line of like that doesn't mean that we can't be against things, but again, it comes back to just the word gospel. If we're not actually putting forward good news, mm-hmm. we're not sharing the gospel. Yeah. If all the news we're putting out there is bad news yeah and it's all you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this you can't do that and that's not the best news yeah well i mean what we're against that okay yeah we're against that right what is the antidote for that he did it and yeah and it kind of comes back to one of the things that stood out to me was that you talked about how we're all the least deserving um uh, which kind of goes in line with that because you know if we if we're really honest about what we're against we have to be honest enough to say that I do all of those things too yeah you know and we've talked about this a little bit about especially with pastors in a, in the Western Church are held to a very high standard mm-hmm. um, and aren't really supported very well often um, especially uh, you know with a counseling mindset or any any sort of thing you know and that's so often we end up with all of these scandals from yeah. from pastors yeah. um because we refuse to remember that oh yeah we're also the least of these we're also the mm-hmm. worst of all sinners yeah. um and that ends up with the moment that a, a church pastor steps out of line it's this huge ordeal and we're so surprised mm-hmm. and you kind of went on this you were talking about like here's another healthy I tangent, tangent I did, again yeah. but i've already used that phrase <laughs> no but you were talking about you know how we shouldn't be so surprised when sinners sin 
um, or those outside of the church sin, we should be surprised and more cautious and more diligent when we as believers sin. It's a novel you know? concept, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've talked about that a little bit as well, just with not judging those outside of the church, mm-hmm. but keeping ourselves accountable, mm-hmm. which we're so bad at. Yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, it, it is honestly like our jaw drops when sinners sin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what what did we ex- what do we expect them to do? Yeah. Yes. That yeah, person who's never read the Bible did something that the Bible says yeah. you shouldn't do? Yeah. What? <laughs> so, that's uh, so soapboxy. Yeah, Such even, a temptation. Even when we do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's buried down quiet, you yeah. know. Um, that is a car that has a lack of a muffler on it right there. <laughs> wow. That was did, a good one. Did that come through? I mean, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Um, As did Jacob elbowing the table <laughs> off the top rope right there. So I just don't like this wood. It's, it's, it's too smooth. But yeah, you, before we started, you said that there was a phrase that you were really excited to include, but oh, you forgot man. about it. Yeah, in our theological quipping yeah. on Tuesday, I told you, I was like, this is going to be one I'm hammering home, like all, mm-hmm. all <laughs> message on Sunday. All message on Sunday. This is going to be it. And I said it zero times <laughs> yesterday. Um but basically, when we consider ourselves the least of the saints, then we'll have no hesitation in going to the least of these. Mm. And that's just kind Whoa. of a view. <laughs> I want to hear that Sunday morning, actually, so whenever I make a point. Um, but yeah, that whenever we consider ourselves, when we view ourselves as the least of the saints, again, not false humility or, mm-hmm. or the, the fake piety. Right. But when we truly consider ourselves the least of the saints and knowing who we are without Christ, then we're going to have zero issues with going to other people who Jesus commanded and qualifying as the least of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's find that passage. I kind of want to read that real quick. Of uh, So do I have to do another segue the, the, here? The least of these? That I need to, um. <laughs> to talk. You're really challenging my game this morning, guys. Well, uh yeah, or we can just leave it quiet for a second. That's yeah. fine. That's Matthew 25. Nothing awkward uh, in silence at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so Matthew 25, 40 is not the verse I'm looking for. This portion of Chopper Bro. Time is brought to you by Celebrate Recovery. Please visit our Celebrate Recovery <laughs> services every Tuesday night Thomas at 6 p.m. There you go. That um, was, sorry. Uh, yeah, the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Um, is, was that the kind of thing that you were, yeah, you were, you were thinking yeah. about? Which especially, I think especially relates to how we interact as fellow believers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what we can do for, for the, the least of our brothers and sisters, um, we do for Christ. You know, and if we can humble ourselves enough, it kind of comes back to the start of that passage, if we can humble ourselves enough to serve people in need, especially our fellow believers, and look after those, um, which you, you brought up that verse. Um, uh, oh, it's gone. It's gone again. Uh, do you have any words? Maybe I can, like, find it. You would think. You will, so. you will know... Um, Oh, they're yeah. my disciples by, by their, their love. love. Yeah, um, I was going to say you would think that because I said it, I would remember. But I'm sitting over here. Going, well, I mean, there was plenty of verses. Oh, he's anticipating about. me remembering what I said. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, like we um, we're we'll be recognized as believers by our love for one another. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, especially for the least of these. You know, so whether it's 
the guy on the on the corner of the junction of the highway yeah. asking for pennies um, or if it is a pastor of a church mm-hmm. you know what can we do mm-hmm. to serve all of those people you yeah. know um, or share the gospel even to our fellow brethren you know um, is, a, is a good challenge you kind of ended with with that idea of when was the last time that you shared your faith shared yeah. your testimony shared your story um, and how it can be awkward mm-hmm. um, and you don't want to get to heaven and be like well no I didn't really want to talk to that person but yeah, because it was awkward. It was, it it was, was uncomfortable. Awkward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think we're necessarily called to a life of comfort. Yeah, yeah. For the and, sake of Jesus. And we, mm-hmm. you know, we developed a very simplistic web page mm-hmm. in particular, and it's going to lead us into something later on in the year. But in particular for this Sunday, and we'll we'll link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But if if you've never developed a testimony, you know, a personal testimony of who I was, what God did for me, who I am now, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, fccgrayson.com forward slash testimony. Like I said, it'll be in the show notes that you can go there. It's a pretty simple little process to at least get a foundational mm-hmm. personal testimony yeah. established. Yeah. And everybody has a testimony as well. Like we often and think everybody, that, And you need to share your testimony. Yeah. People need to hear your testimony, yeah. regardless of how insignificant you think it is. Yeah, people can debate and argue about a book that's two to 10,000 years old, you know, but they can't deny your experience yeah. and your story yeah. um, and that's you know God uses that very intentionally and you know so often we only like to show testimonies that are crazy know, crazy <laughs> out there yeah. you know filled with you know drug addictions and crazy stuff that's all gone on and if that's part of your story and mm. you're now a believer fantastic yeah. like that's great but if you're like me and you grew up in the church and you know you've known about all this stuff your whole life and it, you think well my story is boring yeah um, don't think that for a second because you have you've gone through experiences that other people have also gone through yeah. in fact most people in churches have the same story and they need mm-hmm. to hear other people's mm-hmm. stories to yeah. relate, relate to that his you eternal know. purposes man yeah it's, his, it's all part of his purpose yeah well I think do we have anything else we need to close out on but I think that's no I think that's good just cool. next week yeah uh, verses 14 through 21 mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a doxology type prayer uh, you know Paul finally gets to his prayer that he started this chapter <laughs> trying to get to. Uh, but, it, man, it's just such an awesome, awesome mm. prayer and, and doxology of praise. So that's where we're going exactly. next week, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us at Chop for Time. We're going to hear you again. No, you're going to hear us again next week. I do this every week. <laughs> we started awkwardly. Well, we're ending awkwardly. Let's do it. Why would anybody ever expect anything different? Jacob, we should, we should have a live audience to make it Thomas's wish come true. Is that my? That's not my wish at all. Okay. <laughs> Anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking the button now. Okay. Bye.